covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcoming in fans of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast. Zach Heilman alongside my good buddy, good host, good pal, Jim Mernier in once again for another show. Jim, as we are talking, as we are going to be doing this and dropping this show on our usual Thursday slate, we will be less than 10 days out from the National Arena League kickoff. Talk about it, man. It's almost time to get what we consider the best version of this sport back up and running April 23rd. It's almost time for a certain owner of our league to stop taking cruises and actually pay attention to his team. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I'm going to be expecting a message <laughs> as soon as this uh, thing drops. No, I, I'm just, I'm totally jealous. That, uh, much respect to him. Uh, but still, dude takes a lot of cruises. And now the season's coming. It's like, I don't know. You got 14 weeks of football coming. Um, so, yeah, ten, we're 10 days away. It just seems like just two days ago we were talking about, oh, the schedule just came out. And it seems like last week we were like, well, the Empire just won a championship. But, yeah, it's it, it's here. It's like 10 days. Blink and I, next week's show, we'll be breaking down action week one of the National Arena League. But, yeah, but we got a lot more stuff ahead before next week's show. We have a potential huge guest next week yes. um, as well. Um and be prepared for next week's episode to be a lot longer than usual. Um, and expect this week's episode to be a lot shorter than usual. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's reasons. two weeks away, um, 10 weeks away, or 10 days away, excuse me. I want weeks and days. <laughs> yeah, because as we're talking right now, days. it's 10. 10. And again, when we drop the show, it's going to be nine. I just, yeah. nine. I, wow. Oh, nine. I forgot to do, also, I forgot also to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, YouTubers. How you doing? If you on podcasts are like, <laughs> I can't. What's he doing? I'm waving at the camera. Keep the show traditions. So you, if you're watching this while driving, why are you watching us while you're driving? Yeah, just turn <laughs> the podcast on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Safe driving practices, people. Let's not <laughs> let's not cause an accident. Oh, also, I do have some breaking news for everyone out there. This is not an AL related. This is not podcast related. Well, it is podcast related, but it's not an It's not. It's more of a personal goal. For me and Zach, uh, we finally got Connecticut. <laughs> Someone downloaded our show. For Connecticut. <laughs> yes. And Thank you, that. Connecticut. And I think it's because we were talking about David Fidel last week or two weeks ago. So they, we finally got it. Um, thank you. So the whole East Coast is ours, except for West Virginia. And it's just odd that we don't have West Virginia. Mostly the first couple <laughs> episodes were about West Virginia. We've talked, like, if we talked, when we talked about the Rough Riders, Rough Riders, too, I'm actually kind of surprised that no one's like, yeah. Rough Riders, like, wait a minute. So, were all these people from, uh, from Southern Ohio or, South, or, or Western South, Pen- Southwestern Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 10 days away, countdown is finally here. Oh, there's a lot of football around the nation that's happening right now in other leagues, especially the USFL. Uh, that's yeah. kicking off this weekend. Um, and, of course, we had a, a great guest on tonight's show, Lonnie Outlaw, wide receiver for the Orlando Predators and former Columbus Lions. Um, it's a lot of laughs. Uh, guy was awesome to talk to. And we got a lot of news to break down after the interview, but we got a lot more stuff to tell you right now. And Zach will tell you what you guys look forward to here on Inside the Walls. That's right. So a few things with the show. If you haven't been keeping up, we've uh, 
added a lot, added some things. First off, if you haven't followed us on social media, recommend you do at Inwalls Pod on your favorite platform, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Obviously, Inwalls Pod on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube, or if you're listening to the pod, if you're listening to the podcast right now, that is is what I'm saying. Check out the YouTube version. Might get a little uh, other some surprises you can't check just listening to audio. And then, as he was, as Jim is referencing a little bit more on this. Um, we are going to be represented at Springstock down for the inaugural weekend of the USFL at Birmingham in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, that is a put together event by the USFL podcast, something that me I am part of and that Jim and I are associated with in helping out. Um, a full either tailgate or event. We're kind of in the middle on this, depending on the weather. Nonetheless, it's a full live stream with food and giveaway prizes that we will be associated with to get to talk on there for our segment, roughly a half hour talk in the national arena league. So we'll have that represented. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to talk about some other personal news for the show. If we're lucky you know, mm-hmm. stuff bearing, we can't say anything off, off show about this, but we're hoping it's finalized by the time April 16th comes around between, you know, noon to four Eastern. That's when you or noon to four central time is when you'll get to have to watch out for us on there. But we're looking forward to it. That's on the USFL podcast YouTube. Go and check out and remind yourself that you can be on that and that you can check it out. So please, April 16th, noon to 4 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be Springstock, a live streaming event that'll include us on there. I'll be on there most of the show because I'm a co-host. So you'll get to see me and then I'll have Jim on there with me at some point. We'll get to talk plenty of arena and take over that live stream for a nice chunk of it. Eve either live or remote but i will be on saturday one way or another (laughs) i'll at least be in birmingham at the very least especially if there's big news for us to drop um come that time Uh, there will be news to drop we just don't know when we can drop it or when we can say it but we're we're looking forward to it but next week we have a as again i said next week's show's gonna be a little longer than usual we have a huge guest potentially signed up for that and there's a reason why once the news comes out, you'll know what's going on. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. So been a long intro, um, but you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's inside the walls. And for me and Zach, we were joined today by none other than Lonnie Outlaw, the wide receiver from the Orlando Predators and Columbus Lions, and also a big-time star on Inside the Lions documentary, which aired, which is airing on YouTube right now, episode one and two, from the Columbus Lions. Here is our interview with Lonnie Outlaw. Joining me and Jim today on the Inside the Walls podcast, we have special guest from the Orlando Predators, wide receiver Lonnie Outlaw is joining us on here. You may also remember Lonnie as, of course, former Philadelphia Soul receiver with the Cleveland Gladiators. Last year, he's with the Columbus Lions. He's been everywhere in arena, and he is having a blast. Lonnie, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate y'all having me today. Glad to have you on here. We we've been we've been excited to uh, have you on. Me and Jim. Um, first off, I'm just gonna just gonna lead in. Um, many of us have seen have seen some of your personality through Inside the Lines, and let's just say we got. I think we got a whole. Some of us got a new side of, of you that we maybe we didn't know if we haven't worked with you personally. So love getting that uh, that side. How, how, just jump in. How how do you describe last year for yourself with the Lions and being with that organization, Jason Gibson and that crew? Um, it was a great experience, man. Um, 
met a lot of great guys, uh, right along with Jason, man. That was a great experience. Um, but um, the experience was great, man. I loved the guys that I was around. You know, of course, the quarterback, the linebackers. Um, I got my guy Key One Alpha with me this today, right now. Mm. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right. Yeah, so we hey, I, I just, you know, the fact that you know we couldn't get a championship last year, you know, coming into this year, you know, we're looking to, you know, hey, try to repeat what we couldn't do last year, you know, with Orlando Predators. So with that being said, man, you know, I'm glad for the experience. I'm glad for the opportunity with the Orlando Predators. Man, I'm ready to get it rocking. Nice. <laughs> yeah, hide it. I had a Kwan in there. <laughs> <laughs> John, and we'll put him in the description for sure. That that that's that's hilarious. Lonnie, um, you know, so last so of course Jason Gibson, I think uh we we know him as very much a you know, you fill you fill your role, you you do it well, you know, you play play tough here for yourself. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of that. It seems like Jeff Higgins, when we've talked to him, how's, how's your guys' experience been with uh, Coach Higgins getting you the first run through coming into his season? Um, it's been a great experience, man. Coach Higgins, he's very enthusiastic. Um, got a lot of, lot of energy behind himself, you know. So, you know, it, it complements what I like to do on the field. So, you know, he brings the energy and I brings the energy. So that's going to make the team flow a little bit better, you know, with him being a player's coach. You know, him being around the players as much as he could, you know, trying to learn more and more about the game. So, you know, that was a plus for me, man. I like it. Um, so, hey, I'm just trying to see how it's going to happen with this uh, when it comes down to the Ironman football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim, I, Jim, I know about I know about you, but uh, the Ironman football for me and you has been quite a conversation. Um I got, you know, I'm just going to ask this right here. Are you, you're, are you expecting yourself right now to be one of the specialists? Yeah, I'm expecting to be a specialist, but you know, could play a little defense here and there. You know, I don't have a problem with doing it. You got to know the game. So, hey, I know the game a little bit. So, hey, I, I can get out there, you know, making a few plays here and there on defense. Yeah, might might follow the steps of your former teammate uh, Darius Prince. Get a little experimental, because it sounds like he's also interested too over up there in Albany. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he don't want to get in no middle though. We gonna <laughs> do some things, do some things to that boy, man. <laughs> but we ain't gonna stick on that. We gonna wait till the guy comes. <laughs> we'll see if Darius Prince gets some of that middle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! <laughs> a little trash talk on the podcast. I like it. Two weeks out before the season. Uh, oh, I'm gonna be circling that one now. First match, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great experience. I'm telling you. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, former team in Columbus. Mason, we had him on the show multiple times to say that you are the the comic relief during practice. What is what is the deal with you just being so happy and a comedian type of player during practice, especially in, uh, in Columbus? And now, did you bring that to Orlando? Are you still the same outlaw that was in Columbus that we see on Inside the Lines? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Same outlaw, you know, just on a different team. It's just, you know, I love the game, and I've been cut plenty of times from different teams, NFL, CFL, 
AFL, you know, I've been cut from a lot of different teams, you know, so when I get the opportunity to play, you know, they're going to know who Outlaw is, you know. So with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm going to show my real self and I'm going to enjoy myself while I'm out there. And that's the reason why I'm like that every day, all day, even in the game, you know, you know, it may be a little bit serious here or there, but, you know, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make somebody laugh. I'm going to make, you know, a joke here and there. I'm going to make a joke about it because, hey, I love the game, man. And that's the reason why I play till still to this day. So speaking of your predators right now, your quarterback situation looks like we got you just signed a Connor Kage who played for Jackson last year. You played against him last season. Uh, and uh, King Cato, uh, what's it like working with especially young quarterbacks in the National Arena League to um, get their groove into the season? It's a great experience because, you know, you get to, you know, manipulate the minds of a young quarterback to, you know, like you got to change your mindset of playing on the inside from playing on the outside because it's a bit different when you're coming back in the inside to play football. So with that being said, you know, playing with younger guys, you know, they still quarterbacks too, you know what I mean? So with that being said, they're going to do what they do, throw the ball. So with that being said, man, it's just, you know, a little bit of critiquing here and there knowing, you know, where to throw the spots and everything, you know. So that's the main thing. We get out there before practice, and in the end of practice, we throw the spots. And, you know, I stand on the spot. You know, I make them throw here, throw there. And, you know, try to get them acclimated to making that throw in their sleep, you know. So with that being said, that's how I try to get them to get. And, you know, if they can, you know, buy into that little small thing with me, we're going to be good, man. I'm going to beat to the spot. All you got to do is get it there. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they, hey, you know, a, a lot of a lot of times, you know, you're you're talking about the deep shots. I know for yourself, you're much more of a lengthy, lengthy re- receiver. Got the uh, at least the uh, vertical <laughs> type of uh, oh, circumference. That was a weird wording of it. You know, you, you got <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You got the length on these guys. You, you got the you got the size yeah, yeah. for it too. You know, you have a. Would you do you prefer going up and doing jump balls, or you always find you just want it right in that middle part with the diamond? You know. Uh, how, what do you prefer with uh, in terms of the arena and the passing situations? Um, me, me personally, I like to do it all. But me, I like to go deep. But, you know, me personally, I like to dunk on people too. With that being said, in the red zone, you know, I like to get in there, you know, go top a few people's heads or whatever, whatnot. So, hey, that's how I try to play the game. But, you know, with, this, with that being said, being in the arena football game, you got to be versatile. You got to be able to catch the ball, get in and out of breaks in a small area. So with that being said, you know, I can do it all. I can get in and out of breaks in the small area, go deep, go up top, whatever you need. You know, I'm going to try to be the best at it. So that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig dunk, dunk on people. You know what? I, I asked, I've asked this in previous <laughs> interviews, but I, I, I'm curious because, look, receivers – they in the in the arena scene, they're always the ones that are up on the walls. They get they get the fan interactions right on them. You have one uh-huh. that you have, you have a you have one that sticks out to you in your mind, or like at least maybe a situation or setting that you're like, yeah, this arena, this crowd, maybe they maybe maybe I'm just like, dang, that one that one sticks with me. Just it's an arena moment. Um, I say like it was it was back when I was playing at the, the AFL. It was Orlando, no lie, Orlando. Okay. And Philadelphia was the most, like, uh, ex- best experience to, like, having a packed house where, you know, it's rocking every down, 
third down, you got the crowd involved. You got the crowd looking at you like, what are you going to do? You tall for no reason, giving you, you know, giving you H-E-double-L, you feel what I'm saying? So right. with that being said, you know, I, I try to, you know, get into that mode because with that being said, that's, that brings the best out of me, you know, with that, you know, with the crowd being behind me. I think I do better with the crowd being behind me. Not saying that, you know, Columbus didn't have a good crowd, but I feel like Orlando going to have a better atmosphere, you know, where you can, you know, get a little bit more involved with the crowd and in the games at the same time. So, you know, I feel like that's going to be a better experience with me being in Orlando. Yeah, the jungle last year, we, we've said it on this show, we were impressed that it seems to be getting momentum again. Um Ooh-wee. It looks like it. I was just saying, like, ah, you're 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 expressing how we're feeling. We think it's gonna be like that again, another level up this year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then you know, bringing me to the city, you know, that's bringing more, more, more fans, you know, to the Orlando prayer zone. So, hey, all I can say is pray it up, baby. Pray it up. Yes, sir. Before we tell that to Jim, though, he's the resident hey. Sharks fan. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, I understand. You know, Jim, you're a shark. I understand. But the Sharks got to come to the jungle, baby. Yeah, you got to come to the tank, so. Hey, hey. Oh. I think we'll survive out there in the tank, man. I think we'll be all right. At <laughs> 100% <laughs> capacity for all these arenas, this is going to be cool. Like last yes, year, sir. it was just – like, well, some games only had a thousand, but Jackson was at eight because they attended. Yeah. So it's exciting that now people can come to the games and you can experience full capacity. Cause we've seen the NFL a couple of years ago. No feet people in the stands. That was boring. No, yeah. no minimum in those games. Yeah. No, and now, no, no like so day and night. Like, so, yes, and, I, and I love, and I love that you have that energy about Orlando because Orlando is a historic organization in the arena game. They are the longest reigning organization. And Most definitely. Um, I've been down to Orlando with some shark trips, and I was also an Orlando Predator fan in the beginning. But it's pretty hot when the jungle's rocking. It's pretty hostile, it's just like the Shark Tank when that's rocking. It's pretty hostile as well. <laughs> yes, sir. So you're right. You're right. You, hey, you're not saying anything wrong now. I agree. I agree. When it's rocking, it's rocking. I ain't even gonna lie about that. So, uh, what's your expectations to the 2022, especially the road trip that you guys will be taking to San Antonio here in Week One? Uh, week one, man, I expect us to, you know, go out and play as a team, you know, try to gel and try to find out, you know, who can play, who can do this, who can be great at that position, you know, so who can switch out, who can be the two-way guy. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of, you know, commotion maybe. But I feel like, you know, with Coach Higgins, he he practiced hard. He, he got a great, great drive about, you know, being great about, you know, the opportunity that we got ahead. So mm-hmm. with that being said, man, we 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 we're gonna be ready, man. We're gonna be ready because Higgins got us ready. So with that being said, I think the prayer is gonna go in and you know, do what we gotta do to get a W. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be fun, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what while we're here, like this is I'm curious that San Antonio crowd, like they they've looked like they come out. Um they definitely rep their organization well on social. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how that goes night one. You know, Freeman Coliseum oh, yeah. is pretty nice and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great experience, man. With them being a new organization coming into the league, man, it's going to be a great experience, you know. So we should see how that first game goes, man. I, I'm, I'm expecting 
you know, a great, great game, most definitely. You know, you know, last year, you know, you had a, I mean, I'm going to say an underrated season. I know you were second team all NAL, but mm-hmm. I think at times people kind of forgot how good of a year you were having overall. Um, mm-hmm. What are some personal goals you have for yourself this season? Maybe if you're looking to go to that next level, or if you're looking to at least elevate your game from a year prior. Uh, most definitely looking to, you know, elevate my game to get to the next level, but personal goals in this league, um, I'm just trying to, you know, get my team to a championship, you know, and win the championship also. But personally, me, I, I don't like to set personal goals because I'm 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 a I'm a team player, you know what I mean? Nice. So with that being said, you know, if I get all NAL first team, second team, it's it's all love to me long as I'm playing for a championship and winning it. You know what I mean? So with that being said, you know, the accolades come with, you know, how hard I played during that season. So that season gonna, you know, explain what 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 award I should have. So, you know, I, I should I should have a great amount of awards this season. Put it like that. I feel you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take this moment to act like I'm getting an insider's report on Fred's training camp. Any uh, guys going to be playing, doing the Ironman style that you yourself are like, man, I can't wait for this dog to come out here and just show people what it's all about when they do these streams and these games. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I got some guys on my team that could, you know, be the Ironman of the year. And like Prince say, he feel like he's going to be the Ironman of the year. You know, I could be the Ironman of the year, you yeah. know, if you know. But, hey, it all plays on the how you play all throughout the season. Last season doesn't mean anything if you're not, you know, producing this season. So, all in all, like I say, you know, first game will, you know, recap how your season going to go. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on it after the first game. And, you know, we'll talk more. And then we'll see how that season goes. <laughs> I like I like the way you think. You think yes, sir. <laughs> yes, we're, sir. We're, I mean, we're all in the same thing together. We're all we're all seeing how Iron Man play plays out in his first year back in God knows how long, you know, in terms of that. I all mean, right. even yourself, you just missed the boat on Iron Man when you got in the AFL. So I know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're also getting to kind of go a little bit to the past again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. So we'll see how this season goes, man. Because it's a lot of new rules, a lot of different things that you know you can do and can't do with the OSs and you know the DSs. So you know we'll see. We'll see who designates being the OS DS or two way. You know, so it's gonna be a lot of lot a lot of experience for both sides of the of the field, most definitely. All right. Outlaw, before we let you go, um, tell the fans and people of Inside the Walls and people how to follow you on social media. Uh, man, you can follow me at um, IG, um, Outlaw underscore for show, the number four, S-H-O. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me, Lonnie Outlaw. Most definitely everything is um, public. So, you know, if, if you want to not follow me, that's fine. You can go <laughs> check me out. That's fine. You know, that's cool. But yeah, man, you go check me out. You know, I, I go live here and there. You know, I, I love having, you know, fans and everybody involved. So, you know, hey, man, let's let's have a great season this year. Fantastic. Lonnie, thank you for joining us. Wishing you and, uh, like I said, Quan as well in there the best, the best season as well. Um, we'll be watching, of course, uh, week one there when you guys go to San Antonio. Should be a blast. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I appreciate it, man. Prayers up. Special thanks again to Lonnie Outlaw, receiver for the Orlando Predators. 
for joining us and, you know, Preds up, I'll add on that as well to that conversation. He's right. We've been excited to see what the jungle is going to look like this year. A lot of potential there for this, for this team and its fan base to keep growing. Uh, but there are some changes, Jim, we didn't really get into them. Well, we did a little bit. I'll let me re-specify. We did get into it a little bit. Let's, let's kind of dive in. Cause uh, one of these pieces, the young QBs, Mm-hmm. is an affected uh, news portion for this week. Preds have a new starting quarterback. Am I uh, right? Um, not officially a new starting quarterback, but a quarterback that is going to be competing for the starting role. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, he does have some NAL experience. He played for the Jacksonville Sharks last season. That was quarterback Connor Kagey. Um, Yeah, he signed earlier this week for the Orlando Predators. And from what I can get from the people I've talked to it's literally he's 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 there for to compete with Cato to be the starting quarterback so that sures up Orlando's one and two quarterback so you're going to have two younger quarterbacks in the arena game is what Lonnie Outlaw was just discussing in our past interview which I, I thank for Lonnie joining us at such short notice me being a douchebag and dumb we explain <laughs> later um but um uh, but yeah uh the, the quarterbacks it's just I think for Orlando, it's, yes, they're young quarterbacks. Connor does have experience with the Jacksonville Sharks with the type of season they had last year. I don't know if you can really judge experience to that, but we see a lot of rookie quarterbacks and a lot of leagues have bad first years that turn out to be good quarterbacks year two. In the NFL, we've seen two of the most legendary quarterbacks of all time have bad first seasons and end up being Hall of Famers. And that's, that's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. For statistic wise, Tom Brady was just lucky he was around a good team his first right. official year. Um, but yeah, for for Connor and for Cato, it, it's what from the vibe that we got from uh, Outlaw. It seems like Orlando has they they're getting a little swag, and for a person who's from the outside looking in from the Jacksonville's perspective, Orlando has always been the rival of Jacksonville from the old AFL days. It's nice to see a team that's getting that swag back because the NAL needs Orlando to this to a higher potential than it was in 2019. Don't want to talk about that team, but yeah, it, I think we have a good. I think this could be a good quarterback battle in Orlando. And right now, I see either of them starting. Uh, they both are equal experience. Of me seeing Connor from the Jacksonville point of view, he has the skills, he has the talent. He was just too young last year. He was thrown into a, a wolf's den last year. Mm-hmm. And when it's with the organization that is Jacksonville that expects to win no matter what season it is, it's very hard for a young and experienced guy to go into an organization and try to hold those same expectations for an organization. A pressure could have got to him, but he was tutored under Southwick for remaining last season. So he did get experience and get taught by a quarterback that's been in the AFL for and since God walked this earth, it uh, seems like. And again, a non-NAL news, Danny Southwick is back in the game again. We're not going to tell you what league he's associated with, but look up him. He is active. Yeah, I think he's playing this weekend, I think it is. Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. actually – and it's funny because the, the United States Football League is overshadowing this weekend, really. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, uh, Southwick is uh, still in the arena. So just not in the big traditional three. That list is say. getting uh, – bigger for all the teams he's been with his career <laughs> right, right unreal yeah. uh, good you know good for him just shouting out yeah. to him from previously being on the show 
um yeah kind of crazy to think about that you know mm-hmm. i'll tell you this with uh with connor you know or rakeem cato whoever starts for them you know because uh one thing we learned hilliard is definitely not in the nal anymore yeah. he has moved on uh you can go and check that out and look him up um but he is out of the nal at the moment so cato and kagi are indeed your two qbs for the mm-hmm. Predators, but again, we've we've talked on this. They have the receiving core out. We got, of course, Outlaw, Paris, Mack, Larry Beavers. You know his the support system for whoever starts. They they got a good a good intangible list of people that they can rely on. I'm not too worried about the weapons. Question is, much like I mean, even Darren Clark, I got to add on that. Can't forget Darren Clark. He's been on the mm-hmm. show. Shout out to him as well. So that's two Preds receivers we've had on at this point for this year. Um, just got to say that. You know, it all depends on who can deliver the football the best Correct. at that point. Weapon, they the Predators do have underrated weapons, I think, or haven't been talked about enough from us at times. It's just that, you know, the QB situation now is even more of a fuzzy, like who's going to really start week one. So, yeah, yeah, we'll find out. Kagey's been in the, in the scene. It's mm-hmm. just, can he have a better performance than being kind of shoved out really fast last year the way he did, you know? And even then, it's still now a tight window for him again. Yeah, yeah. Connor Kagan was signed week two last year of the NAL season, and he's thrown in week three. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's how quick it was. And for a guy who's getting introduced to a game, uh, it's that's like, hello, I'm. What am I supposed to do? Receiver, receiver, throw, pick. Like, where did that guy come from? Because in a rainy game, it's like you got to have that fast of a reaction as a quarterback. And you look at the quarterbacks that are very successful in the arena game. Back from the old AFL days of like Matt Bonner to uh, Kurt Warner to Aaron Garcia to Nick Delavia to uh, uh, Dan Ronnie Ball, they had they were hike two steps back foot ball gone. That's yep. how you got to play in arena football. If you're hike three four steps, you're sacked. And in arena football, most likely you're not. If you're not used to scrambling, you're going. You're if you have. I could make another shot. If you have Desmond, uh, if you have a Mason Espinosa's kind of speed, you you're sacked. Uh, but if you have, you know, if you have a little skill, a little, a little bit of a you know, 99 speed rating, you might get out of the pocket in football. But most 99 percent of the time in arena game, you have to have that ball out of your third back step, or you're getting sacked. And that's what I think hurt Kagi, and that's why I think hurt a lot of young quarterbacks last year. We had one in Orlando last year. That had uh, right after Brian Hicks went down, I forgot the guy who joined, but he had similar issues. But the, the game was he couldn't slow the game, slow down the game fast enough, if you want to say, and that hurts mm-hmm. a lot of young quarterbacks. And when the EJ Hilliard news broke a couple weeks ago, Orlando, I don't think was panicking. I think they knew who they were going after because there's still a lot of they had a couple guys on roster and because they still have a couple guys out there that are still free agents that could have made a return, but. It's good that Orlando now has two guys that have experience in arena style football. If it's lim- it's limited, but it's not throwing a guy out there. Like now that Karn is in camp for two or three weeks, he will learn the offense, same as Cato. And when we are week one next week against the goal uh, gunslingers in San Antonio, one week away or ten days, wherever you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, most <laughs> likely we're within single digits of the game. Um, but yeah, it's. For the people of Orlando who are wondering if I should buy month, buy tickets to go to the game, do telling you this: once you go to a game, you're hooked instantly. Especially Absolutely. how how the announcers are in Orlando, how the, the traditional fan base is in Orlando. Uh, the jungle should be rocking, and it's sh- and it, it's not should. 
it must be rocket because the jungle in 2019 is a laughing stock of what the jungle is historically. And Orlando fans, get your tickets. They're on sale, very cheap, family four. You can get in for 40 bucks for just tickets. How can you not beat that? First home games in a couple weeks, but hey, um, it's that time. I'm gonna be pretty much telling you right now, ladies and buy tickets no matter what. They'll look at all six teams, buy tickets. If you live in Oregon, who cares? Buy tickets. You help support the league. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, if you get a chance to go out, that's the thing. I mean, that, that yeah. you know, that that's uh these these or these organizations are getting better and better. Like Orlando, again, we stressed in that interview, stress again, they're making strides in the right direction. So, you know, I'm looking forward, no matter what, even with this QB battle, you know, I'm I'm wanting to see how this goes. And remember last year too, like we we had to, we had a QB situation that changed up just on the fly. That's just how the league can go for some teams. You know, Kagi is able to step in. Cato has more minimal experience, but, you know, the upside from, you know, his play style is there possibly. So we'll have to find out and see. And remember last year, Brian Hicks was starting out the year. And then Patrick O'Brien had a solid season for the Predators and helped guide them to a playoff berth for the first time since they've been back in the arena scene. So, you know, anything can happen. And plus, remember, too, the Predators, as of last year, and again, they built themselves a similar way, they have offensive weapons on the outside. But again, they brought back two of their most important components. Brandon Fuentes and Josh Jenkins are both anchoring those outside corners again. Trust me, those guys coming back was a massive boost to their chances of being successful once more. So I look forward to that side of the ball having just as much impact, if not more, for the Predators much like they were last year. Well, they also brought back one of the surprise guests that we got on the show today, uh, Quan Alfred. So not brought back right. the guy from Columbus. Well, yeah, that's, still, that's true too. Um, he He's going to fill the, the void there for a uh, Desmond Maxwell that unfortunately uh, wasn't at camp. So we don't know the news about that. We just know that right. he's he didn't he didn't report to camp. So Quan, uh, Quan Alfred is going to most likely be the starting fullback slash linebacker, whatever position it is. So, Orlando does have weapons, and for for me as a person that's just looking from Jacksonville, and from our insight, our insight to the league, that first week game went from last week very questionable to what's going on between San Antonio and Orlando week one to to now going, okay, I think Orlando has gotten again that advantage over uh, San Antonio, but here's the reason why. Right. We just have stuff. We just got information sent to us. Sources, sources. This is not confirmed by the NEL or confirmed by the San Antonio Gunslingers. We have sources that came to us earlier today saying that the David Overa, the one of the quarterbacks in San Antonio, has either been released or he stepped away from the team. Cannot confirm it. So we're not saying it happened. If that is true, they're down to one quarterback, and I think his name is London No or Novi or something like that. Um, I don't know what's going on in San Antonio. Just as, as us, we look at rosters. We look at you know the departure of Philip Barnett. Now David Vera, the loss of David Pendell not going there via trade, and Chris Ivory, another quarterback from them for San Antonio that was again in what the NAL says they refused to report to camp. More question marks now rise in San Antonio to the level of experience for the Gunslingers total. Um, yeah. Yes, they have AAL and AFIL or the lower PFIL, whatever those other lower leagues are. 
Um, but no NAL, no actual arena experience against arena-caliber teams. So the questions for San Antonio still arise. Will another quarterback come in? We'll see the transaction wire when it's official by the National Arena League. But right now, um, if that source is correct, it's a big blow for San Antonio, especially a guy who was their experience with that organization and their offense for the last two years. Uh, it's a big deal, especially with a Orlando organization that looks like they've gotten their act together and it looks like they're about to be very, you can say, a dark horse again, like the old AFL team was from last year, or, or last, NAL team, excuse me, not AFL, NAL, from last year, how they came out of nowhere. Orlando mm-hmm. could be doing that again this offseason. So a lot of questions, but right now the questions, I think, has to tend, trend towards the San Antonio Gunslingers again. And that was just within two week time. Yeah, London. No, I mean it's that's the only QB on the roster unless Chris Jeffrey happens to indeed report. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that is the case. We haven't seen that transaction go across. If it even is official, with Olvera not being there, but yeah. it does raise kind of an eyebrow because Olvera, at least with Olvera, you had someone that was with the team last year in the AAL. Um, and I'm again, referencing a league just because we have to here um, yeah. it's in reference to that, but you know, he was with them in the AAL season last year. So I'm kind of, I am kind of wanting to hopefully learn more about what went down there. Um, otherwise we'll hopefully London know can get ready. And, you know, the span of he's been, he's already been on the transaction wire earlier than 10 days, but mm-hmm. you know, again, another QB with a bit short notice, you know, haven't heard much on Chris Jeffrey. So for the time being, it's London. It's the London No Show, which is, I it's a weird way of putting it, but trust me, he is there. <laughs> Don't take that into context for some reason. <laughs> you just got beat by a London No Show. Who? Excuse me? <laughs> Our quarterback. I'm like, oh, but London, London No, no show. show sounds like a band that didn't uh, come to Wimbledon. <laughs> Good point. They were, yeah, they were a No Show. They didn't no, come here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but those storylines are going to develop over the next 10 days, especially when kickoff happens on the 23rd. Now, let's switch the storylines to the East Coast somewhere all the teams are most likely. 90% of the league's teams on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Manas up in the Albany signs an extension to 2024. That basically tells us that the Albany Empire are here for another three seasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, which which is good. He's a championship quarterback. He lived up to all of his bets that the ownership gave last year about they will host a home playoff game. They did. Uh, so, I think Jeff Levesque, I think the ownership over in Albany, they believe him in us, and that's a that's a good sign for Albany, especially heading into the season. Yeah, well, I, I like the uh, I like the nod, you know, because they they not only. Of course, extended Tom Manas, but they also extended offensive coordinator Damon Ware as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. We talk all the time. Arena is very much a community-oriented football, at least football variant. You know, It is very much you want to have consistent people in your cities or towns mm-hmm. that you can go to. Um, I know something with the Albany Empire back in the AFL days, a lot of people liked Rob Keefe or you know, Les Moss. So Manas, you know, I think that that's kind of the role, you know, he's a head coach at coast like Keith was, but I think you wanting to see him in the community just as much and being around for years to come. So 
you know, at least extend him for as long as he wants to coach. That is. So if he wants to come back and you're getting success and he's the one that's been, we learned last year, he was the one that he gets to directly recruit, recruit these players and get to talk with them and bring them in on his own accord. So, you know, if he's successfully doing that and he, from our point of view, we still have the empire as our top dogs in the league. Uh, they're doing a good job in terms of player rosters and what they have available for them. I don't disagree at all. I think it's definitely nice to get another year and it's job security too. You know, he can then start thinking about the year right away. You have less of a, okay, what are we doing now? Do we need to talk contracts? It's out of the way now. Now, 2024, you can keep building, you can keep building yourself for another year plus with your contract already set up. It's a good community move. So happy for him, you know, and of course for, for, for coach Ware, both of them glad to see him in there, you know, and I'm hoping for them, you know, more successful years, growing that brand back up to come, like we've been talking about. Yeah. And I think it's a good move for the organization that solidifies your front office for the next three years. And in the arena game, like you mentioned, it's a community oriented sport and knowing who the leader is of the organization will help bring the stability and the foundation to an organization. So the community knows who's going to be there. Uh, we see a lot in the indoor slash arena game coach turnover every single year, like a new coach is at the at helm. Um, that over time does hurt organization, but some teams and some cities around the country get lucky and have a new coach each year and they still sustain success. That's more of a operational above a coach um, mm-hmm. dealing. But for Manas and Albany, I think it's a great move that you, he, the guys already prove that he can win. He has a ring, right? <laughs> First year as a coach wins it all. So got, got diamond studded one to prove it, you know? Yeah. And from outside of Albany, from what we've given out besides craziness, that's in Albany winning championship, all the smack talk, Lebec and guys are giving us, um, it looks like they're, they're, everything's pretty mellow besides that out of Albany, which is good. No news. What they say, no news is good no, news. No news. Is good uh, news yeah. So right now in Albany, the extension's good. They have a lot of high, they had the media day this past Sunday, which was a, a big event. They have a lot of promotion that's happening right now. Again, like I said, legend, tickets are on sale now. Go go contact them. You most likely will see a tweet here on this thing with their number. Call them. Pack the uh, pack the MVP uh, arena. I almost said the old arena's name, and Lebec would have been pissed at me because uh, <laughs> apparently he has something against the old company. I'm not going to get into that, but. It's, Let's move to another part of the coast, especially East Coast, Carolina. Yep. Tickets right. on sale. Carolina's been rocking out a lot of social posts. have been very active. A lot of player transactions have been uh, happening as well. Um, we do have know that Desmond Epps, who is a journeyman in the National Arena League, you know, he, is, he has signed a contract with another league. It has not been officially confirmed in the NAL, but you can go to the other league's website. They will confirm the signing. Therefore, Desmond S. will be listed as a suspended indefinitely from the National Arena League. 99.9999% sure that's going to happen within the next 24 hours on the Most website. Likely. Most likely. Um, but people, go, if you want to say what's going on in Carolina, most likely, from what I've really have looked at, 99% of their roster reported to camp that's a good sign. They have two decent, two decent. They have two good in, in quarterbacks that play the Rooney game, and they have weapons. Right now, again, like in Albany, no news is good news out of Carolina. Only thing I'll just state again: buy your season tickets, buy tickets now for Carolina. They're healthy, they're practicing, and we have good connections with Coach. 
most likely he'll contact us after this podcast and tell us if we're wrong or right. Um, but still, it's still <laughs> thank you for the feedback, Coach. Now, but right now it looks like game plan is being implemented. Players reported they they look like they're having fine uh, fun. I've seen a couple images on their website. They're doing night practices, which is very beneficial. You're not getting beat down by the sun because in arena you're not getting beat down by the sun. So exactly, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be. I'm looking at Carolina, and like we stated before, nothing's changed my opinion about them this year. Uh, so far, I still think they're a top third team in the league, or the top. Yeah, they are the top third team in the league, um, either third or second or first, whatever ranking you want to go at. But right now, that no news is good news. Uh, besides the Desmond Epps, it happens in, our, in the indoor game slash arena game. Players go other places to play with other coaches. It happens. Um, it's not a shock. It's, he's not going to be the last, and he's definitely not going to be a person that does it from the other league to us. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's an opportunity for him. So, thanks. Uh, how can I praise it? Good luck in your future endeavors. There you go. And stay healthy and see you back in 2023 if you want to come back to the National Arena League. Um, but, yeah, besides from that, let's go further down south to Columbus. And Columbus – I've heard absolutely nothing about Columbus. Just gonna say with it, some news. So that's good. Um, we have a lot of connections out of Columbus. Um, that's how we started the podcast today. A certain guy needs to stop taking cruises every couple of weeks. Um, that's the only news. That's the only news out of Columbus. But most appreciated. Um, one thing I know about Columbus is they they still haven't signed a second quarterback yet, which is not a concern. It's just a question mark. It's just Mason. Um, Mason is legit. He's the, I'm still saying right now, he's the best quarterback in the league. He's the best quarterback in indoor slash arena game right now. Um, yeah, I'm shooting the fire. Come at me where you want. I'm still going to shut you up. He is the best. I think, um, I, I think that's respectable. Yeah. Take uh, is leaning on, in my opinion, fact, but okay. okay. Yeah. There, there, there's a couple of, they have the, they have the leg. They have made, they have the best kicker, the best quarterback. And they have a very underrated receiving core, in my opinion, that should get more praise than they do. And there's no news out of Columbus. And like we stated before, like I stated before, no news is good news, if you want to say it. Right, right. And I, I mean, the only thing I can really think of is they did they did post a few transactions, yeah. at least. Um, they kind of put their blurb of refused reports mm -hmm. on there. Um, which really the only one that stuck out to me. I mean, there's, well, I guess two of them. Uh, Cavante Pope and then Maurice, Maurice Leggett. I was kind of surprised to see those names on there, but um, kind of we'll find out what those situations are on the transaction. Like Sean Lockett, like he's, he's currently playing in, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So, yeah. you know, I, I was kind of shocked that that's even there. I'm assuming that's out of technic out of essentially what was signed earlier. And mm -hmm. then said person went elsewhere. So that's probably going to turn into a uh, not refused report. I'm assuming it's suspended. Maybe I don't know. Actually, no. That would no. not be that would not be a league suspension because Sean, from what I can take, Sean's had commu great communication with Columbus, and Columbus and them agreed to him because he is a teacher in uh, Worcester. Okay, so this is so. so this is a verb. This is an agreement. That exactly. So this isn't like I someone. I don't. This is an agreement between the Columbus Lions. I don't think it's associated with the NAL. The NAL could crack down on it and say it, 
But if they haven't said it now, saying league suspended because he's been in uh, Massachusetts since the beginning of the season, so they won't, you know, cut it. it nope, they won't suspend him if they haven't done it now. This is just more of agreement where if he decides when school's over to come back, there's still an option for him to come back to Columbus. But this is because from what I can take and from what we've our connections with, the communication between the two is there. It's not like some of a lot of these other players. I don't know. I don't know their stance, but a lot of these situations where players leave and go to another team, it's because they just cut off all communication with the team that they signed with and just a pop up somewhere else. That happens a lot in the game. I don't think that's the situation here. From what I can take, the communications have been open the whole time, so I don't think the league's going to put that banner of suspension. Well, if they haven't done it yet, they won't do it. Well, in life after football, you know, we're not talking it's no secret people know the salaries of the nal mm-hmm. you know it's not we're not talking nfl guys like this is you know full career this is maybe this is to help maybe get a step for another step into possibly playing football again otherwise mm-hmm. like people do have lives outside of the sport you know we we talked to warren smith just last week who like we yeah. said he's got his own schooling he's got to do you know yeah he's that, a teacher that's that's still that takes center stage and if he can do football and fit it in where he can you know He'll take those weeks or if they yep. sharks work it out. So that's fine. I did. I'll admit I didn't understand that situation. So I'm glad you gave me that clarification on there. Cause I would have hated to have left this episode and yeah. just been like, Oh yeah, he didn't, he just didn't show up. He, he's just in Massachusetts. Yeah. And then of course I'd be like, Oh, I'd feel really bad about myself. after. This yeah. And you know, <laughs> but from what I get again, like we're going to be corrected either by Manas, we're going to be corrected by Coach Rez, uh, we might get corrected by the owners of the Columbus Lions after this podcast if we're accurate or not. But most likely from why I get is because he's been very open with the situation. That's the reason why. Because sure. uh, he just went to another. Now, I think there's stages. But I think if you go play for another league without telling your current team that you're signing with that you're playing in another league, that's when you get the automatically suspended. Um. And if you have the open communications of the reasons why you're going to that league, that might be a reason. So I, I think that's pretty fair. You know, I, I mean, we've I've we've heard from people, you know, you know, that have said like, you know, they don't try to suspend if mm-hmm. they don't have to. Like, I know that Correct. I know if you if you're nor if you're an average Joe and you jump on here, you know, and you go, you see some of the ones that are just like blurbs on there, like. uh like you see with their fused reports, you know, like when we talk to Orlando or like now Columbus, or you see like a blob of suspended indefinitely. Is you're probably like, oh, they're just uh, trigger happy. Someone, someone gets them upset. Boom, suspension. They're out. Mm. Yeah, they're not all trying to do that. That's not how no. a league should be run. You know, generally they try to reserve it for if it is, yeah. hey, why didn't you, like, why are you just ghosting or why didn't you telling us these things? You know, and of course, yes, inner or inner arena indoor league competition is kind yeah. of there, but you know, it's still, it should, it isn't always that case, I guess. Like in that example, like you're talking right there, that's mm-hmm. not like that could have been it, but it wasn't obviously context yeah. plays into it sometimes. Yeah, true. And, and, and the evolution of this game, it, you're starting to see it more than, than you did years ago because of Twitter and social media, you'll find out what happens Oh, yeah. The reason why a certain person, a certain news broke within minutes, hours, even a day or so. Like, we broke information on our Discord page about uh, a receiver from San Antonio going to another league, and people came out. It's like, who's your sources? I'm like, 
a way to look on Facebook. We didn't really break it because we we're kind of at the same time. Right. Sometimes, um, yeah, it just shows it up ha- there. <laughs> it happens, but with the situation with the locket in Columbus, from what I can tell from who I've been talking to, it seems like it's a mutual agreement between the two. That's why they said just re- refuse to return, except for refuse to re- re- report type of situation. I don't know what the legal ramification is, but both the other leagues and the National Arena League, they do have a, a, a like a not legal sense, but technically if it's contract is legal, if a player pl- signs for, let's say, Team A or NAL, then, oh, I'm not going to get any playing time. I'm going to just sign for Team B in another league. You're still technically in the contract with Team A, therefore you get suspended. That's why I get, but from the other leagues, it seems like it's the same way. So well, time will tell. But for Lockett, he is a teacher in Worcester. And, of course, there's a team in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just better for him financially. And he's, he's there. So I, I wish him the best. I'm not bashing the dude. He, he, he's playing the career. He's playing the game he loves. And apparently he's in the career that he loves his teaching. Exactly. And they, there's nothing wrong about teaching. It's just a lot of work. Um, but still. Now let's wrap up the news for the National Arena League this week. And it's from Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Sharks signed the old man, the 49-year-old kicker, Mike Hollis, the former Jacksonville Jaguar. A guy we mentioned that he tried out last week, apparently. He tried out, showed the team that he can still kick field goals at the age of 49. So he signed with the Jacksonville Sharks. I don't know any contract information. Most likely, he's playing for league minimum. Maybe not at all because he does have a NFL contract that he could be still living off of but Mike Collis is a NFL vet played seven years for the Jacksonville Jaguars he was the first NFL kicker for Jacksonville Jaguars um, now he's with the Jacksonville Sharks 17 years later um, at age of 49 and if oh, he man. can kick the deuces he's going to stay in Jacksonville and people know in the National Arena League you can kick the ball into the end zone you don't have to squib it every single time um, and deuces are key to in the National Ring League as they can be potentially of a four-point swing to a five-point swing, depending on what happens. Field goal, deuce, whatever. Um, excuse me, my, my bad. I don't know how to count. Me stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, me stupid. Like, me stupid. Uh, uh, extra point, oh, deuce is three points. That could be a three-point swing or a five-point swing between a field goal and a deuce. Um, hey, there I go. Jim can count. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Not four and five. What the heck was I talking about? But anyways, um, but yeah, go. Mike Hollis is signed for the Jacksonville Sharks. Uh, the Jacksonville Sharks, as now, as what Warren Smith said last week on the show, uh, still a two-quarterback system. They are still the only two quarterbacks in the room right now. Um, I don't know any information, but I think if I know the Sharks organization, when Warren Smith does go back to Jersey uh, to teach, most likely the Sharks will bring in a guy to be the backup role or emergency backup for Malik Henry, unless they do fly him to Jacksonville each and every Thursday, uh, Friday, uh, Friday for a Saturday game. That could still be a chance, but most likely I see a third quarterback coming in. Um, from all the, vid- of the photos I've been seeing and videos I've been seeing, it looks like Coach Burley and the Jacksonville Sharks are having 90% of their roster play both ways. Uh, so they're getting everyone ready for the Ironman game. That's and good. And we had uh, Warren Smith even say last week that he won't mind playing 
Uh, he, he, he sees Wilson playing both sides. He sees Naquan playing both sides. He sees everyone on the team playing both sides. And also, we've had, you had an interview with Devin Wilson months ago uh, on the show. He said he, he's willing to play both sides. He doesn't care. And Lonnie Outlaw just today was talking to Smack to Darius Prince about he can <laughs> shut him down. So um, it looks like the Ironman game, everyone's buying into it. And that's, I would have thought of more of a mass exit or in the case of some players that say floodgates. We're going to open and people do a max exit out of the league. It's not happening, um, which is, for me, really makes me feel like these coaches, these owners, and the commissioner have sold the Ironman brand back to the arena game where it's originally from, and, pe- and the players are buying into it. Now, some of them are older than usual. Devin Wilson may not be just the – may not be playing both ways, maybe just offensive specialist, but having players have that experience – on both sides of the ball, very beneficial for each team. So in Jacksonville, I'm just saying right now, I have no sources to this. Most likely, they're going to bring in a third quarterback to just fill the emergency role unless Warren Smith comes back. But overall, from what I've been telling and what listening and watching, no injuries, no injuries to report league-wide that we know of, no big injuries, and no massive issues that are happening in Jacksonville at this point. Seems like Jacksonville is um, – they're on the verge – of bringing back with the Sharks were back in 2019. And if that is the case, watch out. But right now, good news out of Jacksonville. Uh, quarterback, our kicker, Mike Hollis, was just signed. And now the roster is um, full. And it just comes out to few releases to get under that 25-man active roster that I don't know when the deadline of that is. I guarantee it's sometime next week. Most, I think most like for all the teams, I'm just sending a number to you, uh, Zag. I think it's going to be this weekend. They got to get down. 25 because you got to have your roster ready and you want to be practicing ones versus ones next week anyways before week one Correct. of the season Correct. so you it, it's crucial right now that mm-hmm. you get you're getting your guys at least conditioned um with iron man you have to have most of your roster ready to do two-way ball obviously as we as we've talked you think about it in a way kind of like nhl kind of switching out the lines mm-hmm. at some points that's a strategy you can take in with teams. So there's that, but these guys got to be ready to play depending on when they're called up. So conditioning this year is more vital than ever for these teams with Ironman being put into flux. Actually, there's a great piece in the Columbus area. Um, I'm going to find, I'm going to think of the TV station, but the local TV station in Columbus was interviewing about the upcoming Lions season. And a few of the players said the exact same thing. Training conditioning are more crucial than they have been in recent years. And Mm -hmm. I know at least Jason Gibson and I especially imagine everyone around the league are following suit that these guys will be, will be their at least hopefully Mm -hmm. their best physical trained versions of themselves. than they have been in recent years come. Yeah. If you look at all the coaches around the league, Manas coached Ironman football. Yep. Gibson played Ironman football. So did Higgins. Higgins played Ironman football. I think Burley also played Ironman football back in the day. Um, Re- Coach Rez, I think, coached it. But the question, I think, but Coach Rez has guys on staff that played Ironman football, so they have people correct, that played it. Correct. The question is, Travis Shaw did play Ironman football because he played for the San Antonio Talons and he had years of experience in the old AFL game. The question is like what you just mentioned with the NHL line. The key for the upcoming season, 
I think we we might not see it week one. It might take two, three weeks before you see how teams are adjusting. But the key is, is the coach who finds the formula of the Ironman rule, the team, most likely will be the team, in my opinion, that jumps ahead of the pack early before all the other teams find their groove and catch up. Maybe it's Albany, maybe it's Jacksonville, maybe it's Orlando, whoever. But the key to find that formula, the team that finds it first, I think it's going to launch in the standings quickly at the beginning of the year, and teams will have to catch up. And one thing I love about the NAL, you can be the sixth-place team all year and still be playoff eligible in the final week of the season because the top four That's make right. it in. Uh, so it's going to be whoever. Like, I know a lot of people go, man, they look at the standings of all the other leagues like baseball, NBA, NFL, whatever, and they go, man, I wonder if the top eight make the playoffs. Let's try and get that eighth seed. In the NAL, I think basically you want to be – your goal is to be the top two because the top two you host at least one playoff game. You'd rather be home down the road. And the other two you can see are wild cards. It's third and fourth seed. But the, the key is what coach finds that formula to be successful and what's that, what coach can find that formula to get the early wins when teams are struggling to get early wins. Usually mm-hmm. sometimes you like to hit that fast start, but – in Ironman, and especially in an NAL and football season, we see this at world – we actually see it in every single sport. A lot of teams, especially baseball, I just – off air, I told this to Zach, like, you know it's early in the baseball season when the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Kansas City Royals, and the Baltimore Orioles are laying their division. You know it's early That's in right. the season. Um, some years they stay, but other most, majority of the time they're not there at the end of the year. The question is, the teams that start off fast – Will they simmer off or will they be consistent? The team that finds that formula being consistent will be the team that stands above the rest come week nine, week 10, whatever, towards when we do the playoff push. And for right now, it's that itch. Who can find that formula early? We have tests. We can't, we're not going to be predicting like, what if? We'll know answers next week. So in the Ironman game, it's just not about, oh, we had the best first string offense. We had the first, first, first string defense. Do you have the best 25 people on the field to win games? Ironman football puts who has the best roster on the field. That's why when we do our prior rankings, ladies and gentlemen, you guys get mad at us. Like, oh, we're ranked too low. It's because we're not looking just the quarterback. We're looking at player one, player 25. And that's how we do our rankings. That's right. So when people say Albany, oh, why you got Albany number one? Because they look at their roster. They, when we do our player power ranking, you'd be surprised at how many Albany guys we have in the top 20. They're loaded. So, formula. Who hits it first? Who sustains that winning mentality? Who's consistent? That would be the top two teams in the league. Again, we'll find out answers to that next week. Right. And stuff's coming right around the corner here for the NAL. It's kind of crazy mm-hmm. that we're getting to this point. Um, I'm excited, thrilled to be getting to watch another season here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are looking up. Look, we're not leaving this yet until you tell me your opinions on the Empire's New Jersey's. Mm, Empire's New Jersey's. When I first saw them, they screamed Spokane shocked because the design of the jerseys. They, they do look like them sans the grid pattern. Yes. And I'm not talking about the other league Spokane shock. I'm talking about AFL Spokane shock early jerseys. Went like the 2000, the 2010, 2012 version of them. Um, but then you see in the outside view of them, then you saw the grid pattern and you saw how it, you can mostly it's an empire jersey. 
I like it. It's very clean. It's if you watch back week one last season, the National League, they kind of wore practice jerseys. I think they were tops. If I'm right. they were practice jerseys. Oh, so this is a massive upgrade then from their first jerseys they wore last year. But again, last year was such a cluster. Fast pace to get the games. You, you need what three weeks to put a team together and play? Holy crap. Um, at least this year you had six months to put the team together before you know showtime. I like the jerseys. I think they they screamed shock, but looking at them from the further picture, they got one thing. They got away. I know no one's mentioned this. I think people have, but I've never noticed. They got away from the Empire AFL jersey. They're not yes. no longer the a- AFL Empire. They're the NAL Empire, so they're bringing their own identity. And I like the colors. They're very sleek. They're very you know crisp. It's what you need for an arena team. They're not they're not crazy. Like you see some jerseys in, in, in other leagues, you're like, wow, you're wearing that. Um, there's some that are like very mellow, but this one is clean. It's not too flamboyant. It's not too like, hey, we're here. It's like you look at their jersey and you go, that's a football team. You know who that you know who they are, and they stand. That's right. Stand and the colors are good. I, they're not bad. Now the question is: Is will it be debuting another helmet? Uh you're talking another helmet. Yeah, because usually have like Jacksonville has five helmets. I don't know about that. I mean, they've been using even if you go back to the AFL, it's been the dark, the same logo, yeah, the orange. So yeah. they're probably going to stick with that. Honestly, the, the, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I felt I felt this was necessary. Actually, before the announcement, I was kind of wondering if they were going to do it because. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, they did get better ones like after week one, I'm, I'm almost 90% sure week ones, they were practice tops and I could be yeah. clarified wrong, but, um, because of the rush, but like they did get in like official ones for just to get the season on. And, you know, they had the NAL logo off to the side. It wasn't centered, which more, I think the, the league's trying to move towards having them much like official leagues where it's right in the middle, right mm-hmm. under your neck there. So they got that they, they're clean. They look good. They aren't there's no reference to the old league on there because the pants, as much as I love the AFL pants they had at the time where it looks like, you know, like the Rome, like the Roman glad, like warrior type of look yeah. did have the logo on it. So, you know, you are trying to establish yourself as your own brand and they did it. So this is, it's, it's, a, it's an obvious upgrade from what last year is. And, and it's something that I think you can say like, Hey, that does look more like a professional organization. And that they can say, hey, we have more time. You know, this is the year we've had a full year to back and get another second mm-hmm. season. It's a glow up. If you want to use a more yeah. modern slang, it's a glow up for them. Huh. <laughs> so good. It, it works. It works and it works well. Like do we have it. any do we have any fan questions today or no? I didn't see any today, but please submit your fan questions either via our Discord server mm-hmm. or on your favorite social media platform. Just kind of just tag us or comment on one of our posts, yeah. leave a question down there about the league or DM us. We will try and co- collaborate and kind of compile them, but nothing that we're aware of that we had to answer this week. But please, yes. So open. listeners, fans, uh, send your messages to us this week. Uh, Cause next week's show is a big show. We have a, a potential huge guest on the show. It's going to be two, almost two hours long. We're going to be breaking down week one. We're, this is what's happening next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we got, Top 20 player breakdown of who we think are the top 20 teams. Our season predictions, standings, who makes the playoffs, who wins everything. Who's a, who's our first team NAL? Who do you think is the MVP? All that stuff next week. 
It's going to be huge. Also, questions that are related to the league, teams, anything, send them our way because the guests that we're going to have on, potential guests or guests who we have on, could answer those questions to you better than us. Just give us giving you guys a heads up. Um, but besides that, next week is going to be a huge show. Uh, English. Um, a huge show uh, here for the Inside the Walls podcast, episode 30. And we're actually going to be here for the kickoff of the season, not starting our show midway through the year. Yep. But yes, next week's big. So send your questions in. Expect a big-time show next week uh, with a big special guest. By then, hopefully the announcement has been made or we have a potential announcement that's going to be made. Hopefully it's already been done. Um, but when that's all said and done, join us next week. Remember, buy your tickets. They're cheap. Go support your local team. Uh, I'll be, unfortunately, well, no, no, take that back. I'll be in the Shark Tank in two weeks. I forget, like, it's two weeks away the first home game, not next week. And supporting the Sharks when the Albany Empire coming to Jacksonville. Uh, so, most likely, if Levesque makes the travels, I will bash him. But if not, okay, I'll bash him from afar. Um, still 0-1 in the Shark Tank, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, it's that time of year. Zach, it's time to talk trash, man. Um, and football and talking trash, the perfect combination. Um, yeah. So it, 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 just remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's a next week, big-time show, uh, interview, predictions, everything next week. It's going to be a good it, next week's huge. I'm, I'm looking forward to get that show going. And also, no matter if it's on location or semi remote, Saturday live stream here on Inside the Walls podcast or on or the USFL podcast on Saturday, pumping up some action. No matter what situations are changing, it is, it's a very fluid situation that's going on for Saturday. So if it happens, we'll let you know. Follow our Twitter account here. Um, also, Thanks to Lonnie Outlaw, uh, Kwan Alfred that joined us as well. Uh, didn't expect them. Still, thanks for the love. We, we showed you love, Orlando. This is your episode for love. Now share us some love. And <laughs> like, subscribe, and share this episode here on YouTube. And if you're on the podcast platform, why should I say subscribe to our podcast platform? You already listened to us. But if you're listening to it, watching us, subscribe to our podcast platform. Uh, just click. It's simple. That's it. Um, I'm Jim Ernier, and I am the host of the co-op. No, <laughs> I was like, no, that's your job, not my job. But anyway, Zach, but yeah, that's that's how this week's been. Next week, huge show. A lot more stuff to talk about because we'll be talking about football games next week. Finally, right. the season is here. The 14-week marathon to the playoffs starts. The 16-week marathon to the NL championship begins next week. Sure thing. Coming up. Got plenty of stuff we're going to be talking next week. Stay around for us. Thank you for listening in. Follow us on social at InWallsPod. Again, that's InWallsPod. You know, and do everything else in terms of subscribing if you would like, if you enjoyed this show. Um, but yeah, next week's going to be a big one. Follow our socials to keep posted with what we got. Um, saying so long here for my partner, Jim Mernier. I am Zach Kyleman. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, and of course, before we go, remember one thing. Don't be a jack out of the box. Stay tuned, everybody. Mm-hmm.